Lord, our Heavenly Father, we praise you because you will never, ever let us down. You will never forsake us. There may be days that we don't understand. We may be days that we don't know whether your presence is real or not. But Lord, your word, your promise tells us. Your promise tells us that you are with us always. When we're in the midst of the fiery trial, you're that right there with us. When we're going astray, you're right there with us. You're always ready to accept us, to love us, 
and put us back on the straight and narrow. Lord, your love will never let us down. And for that, we are truly thankful. seated. Uh, one thing that came out of the men's meeting last week was a Bible study tonight at five, uh, and it's going to be on discipleship. Um, so on that, it'll be a Bible study, and I'm going to use, I think I'm going to use the sunshine room, I like that room, at 5 p.m. for that. So uh, moving on with that, uh, last week, or two weeks ago, we talked about, in 1 Corinthians, we talked about love. Uh, how to love one another. Don't hold, love holds no record. Love, you know, wrong. Love lifts each other up. Oh, you know, read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. First and 2 Corinthians is Paul writing to a dysfunctional church. A church that has problems. So Paul's writing this letter to him, And, you know, that letter, we could take Corinthians off of it and just honestly put Lake Park United Methodist Church on it. You could put the Baptist Church's name on it. You could put uh, anybody's church's name on that letter. Because we will always, when we're dealing with people, we will always have things going on. There will always be clashes and things like that. And, and Paul is telling us how to deal with each other. Last week, we talked out of Matthew chapter 6, 14, and if you haven't read that, I highly recommend you read it because there's one little passage there. Uh, forgiveness. And Jesus says, if you don't forgive the sins of others, as Paul says, do not hold records, do not hold things against each other, I will not forgive your sins. So how many sins can you go to heaven with? Uh, and so you just need to look at that. This week, we're going to look out of Hebrews chapter 10, in your bulletin, verses 24 through 25. But this morning, when I was reading over this again, I'm going to back it up to verses 19. Uh, I think we need to haul that. But, but so the, the, this week's is, is about attitude. What attitude did you come to church with today? Did you prepare yourself to be the presence of God? It's the attitude. And here's my next question with attitude. Is, are we at the greatest that we're ever going to be? Are we at the pinnacle? Or do you believe that God has something better for us? That tomorrow will be better than today. Next Sunday will be better than this Sunday. And the following Sunday be better than the following Sunday. Do you come to church with the attitude that, man, I'm going to come and I'm going to make a difference? 
I'm not going to come and just listen to the music. I'm not going to come and just sit in the pew. But I'm going to engage the worship service and I'm going to engage God while I'm there and let God engage me. Our attitude makes all the difference. So let us read with this here, uh, Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to start at verse 19. And we're going to read in your Bibles as I read. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he concentrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed pure, with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of God for the people of God. What you do today here in worship sets the example for others. Do you realize that? How you come, how your attitude is, how you engage in the worship service sets the tone for everybody. You can come in and your a bad attitude or something like that. A bad attitude will ruin a whole worship service, trust me. Positive attitudes will go along. You know, one bad attitude can ruin all of everybody's experience, but it takes all of our positive attitudes to make it a wonderful experience, does it not? To go along with that. And, and so, and with our younger people, with our younger people, they're watching you and me. The young people that are here today are watching you and me. How do we engage? And we're setting the example for them. I mean, and it's not only in the church. It could be outside the church. It could be the way in which you were driving the church. If you were speeding, and one of the youth might have seen you, Jeff, uh, and, and so they seen you, they're going to think, well, wow, Jeff is speeding the church. Is he excited about being there? Or is he running late? Or did he stop and pick up the preacher's breakfast before he got here? I mean, it's for you to decide. I was told I'd put that in. <laughs> I have a term, and remember when I first got here in the newsletter, for those who read the newsletter, I have this term, flexibility is the key to success. I learned this in the military, uh, flexibility is the key to success. Some days, things are not going right. And some things, sometimes people either get sick or they, they quit or something else, and somebody else needs to pick up the job. That's where voluntold, that term voluntold comes in too. But in the term of flexibility is key to success, is I will do what I need to do today to make this church successful. In your house, in your homes, you go along there, I promise you, everybody that's here, maybe except our newlyweds, things have gone wrong. And occasionally, you just got to do what you got to do today to make it a success. Flexibility is the key to that success. Having the positive attitude that knowing God is never going to let you down. 
God is always with you, and he's always here. And his job, not his job, but his willingness, and he's wanting us to build the body of Christ. And how we handle our day-in and day-out situations will tell us about that. You know, going along, in the church, I am all about attitude. If there's a problem in the church or somewhere like that, man, man, come to me with the problem, but go along, have the solution, too. I had this commander I worked for, Major McLeod, or Colonel McLeod. He's actually Brigadier General now. Uh, McLeod. I worked with this guy and he was a great positive role model on leadership. You could not go to his office with a complaint if you didn't have a fix. You could not go to his office with a complaint if you were not willing to be part of the solution of the problem. You know what that solved? A lot of whiny people. Oh man, you know, I don't like the way the air conditioner feels. I don't like the way, well what's the fix and how are you going to fix it? Because if God laid it on your heart to come to the office, God's laid it on your heart to fix the solution, have the solution and fix the problem. You might need help in other people coming along, but it's the positive attitude. Man, there's a problem. What am I going to do about it? Man, do we need more people in Sunday school? What am I going to do about it? Or we need more people in worship. We're doing the discipleship tonight. We're going to teach you how to do that. Uh, We need more people in worship. What are we going to do about it? What can I, as a believer in God, do to make changes, positive changes, at Lake Park United Methodist Church? What can I do? And if visitors, we've got visitors here today, too. And so when you go back to your home church, what can you do today, next Sunday, to make it a different experience? For everybody. It's all about this positive attitude. It's about how we treat each other. How you treat each other speaks volumes screams volumes about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you talk bad about each other and you dog at each other, whether that person's in your presence or not, that speaks volumes to everybody about your belief in Jesus Christ. And it speaks volumes whether or not you are listening to the Word of God and you're reading the Word of God and your attitude is being changed by the Word of God. You cannot trash somebody and sit there and say, well, man, I never heard a service on love and respect, forgiveness. Man, you know what that person did? Man, we don't want that person to do nothing for us because you know what they did? When was that? This is no lie. I I was at a church when I first got into preaching. I was at a church and this guy gets up and, and, and he had a problem with another person. He always brought this other person up and I said, well, sir, when did that happen? But you know what he did in 19, this is no lie, 1947, he went out with the girl that I was dating. This is 2006 people. He's held bitterness. And neither one of them ever married that girl, by the way. Anyway, uh, uh, he held bitterness in his heart. One would sit in the front pew, one would sit in the back pew. And they had done that since 1947. And they could not, you could not get them both to come, to, like we're doing church cleanup. You couldn't get them both to come at the same time because of bitterness towards each other. Honestly, they lived a life. I mean, they were in their 80s. They lived a life of hatred and bitterness towards each other. What kind of way is that to live? Have an attitude, an attitude of forgiveness, an attitude of building each other up. 
The attitude of lifting each other up. We live in a very difficult world. I don't think it's ever been an easy world. But go always say, man, we're in difficult times. When you look back and actually study history, it's always been difficult times. Uh, it's always been difficult times for people. And our job, our job as believers in Christ is to lift each other up. When people come to church, they want to feel loved, accepted, that their life matters and that they have positive input into what's going on here. Or otherwise, they become pew sitters or TV watchers at home. We got to have this positive attitude and go along that your life matters. Your life matters to me. Your life matters to the life of Lake Park United Methodist Church. Your life and your being here today makes a difference in worship. And how you interact makes a difference in worship. And our job as believers inside the house, inside the house, is to be building each other up, loving one another. In Galatians, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 16, real quick. Oops, wrong one. Verse 4, chapter 16. Uh, let me go. I got to hear. I think I'll run right one. And let us, there is no chapter 4, chapter 5, really. Uh, let, let us grow not weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Keep doing good, people. Keep doing good. Even in the tough times, keep doing good. That, that's uh, Galatians chapter 5, for those taking notes. Verse 9, by the way. I don't know where I'm off with the writing down passages at. Uh, we, shall reap, we, shall reap, we shall reap the goodness in the future. You've got to have this attitude is, man, it may be tough today. We may be going through a struggle today. But tomorrow's going to be better. Next week's going to be better. By Christmas, imagine if, if we all build discipleship building and start inviting the people to church. Imagine what this church could look like by Christmas. It's not going to happen overnight. It'll happen slowly as we loosen our hearts to the Spirit of Jesus and we accept Him in. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are in the household of faith. To all that are in the household of faith, we're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be here to lift each other up. We're supposed to lift each other up. Uh, Ephesians. Let me see if I can find my... Ephesians chapter 4, and this is where verse 16 is. I got that mixed up there. From whom the whole body, joined and knitted together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Did you hear that real quick? Let me read that real quick again. The body being knitted together... By what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Every person has a job in this church. Whether or not you're assigned to a committee or not, you have a responsibility as long as you come to this church. And your responsibility, if you're not on any other committee or anything else, is to lift each other up in love. Be in prayer for each other. Watch over each other. Help each other. By which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. I promise you, if we come with this attitude, we come into the presence of God, and not only in the presence of God, but it has to be an attitude which people see on the outside. 
If we come in this attitude of gratitude, if you will, that God is in my life, God is working in my life, and even in tough times, even when the doctor gives the wrong notice or, or people are mean to us or, or things go wrong, lose, loss of jobs and everything, if we come with a God's in charge and people see our faith, it will change not only our church, but it will also change those around us. People want to know, what, what's, what's that person got? What does that person got? We're here to build each other up. We're here to build each other up. Do you have the right attitude to be in the presence of God? The Sabbath, when you go all the way back to Leviticus, look at the eight feasts. The Sabbath is a weekly feast. God's promise is, he calls it a holy convocation. A holy convocation means dress rehearsal for the real thing. A holy dress rehearsal for the real thing. Do you realize at the end of this life, have you, have you looked to the future of this life? Most people say, yeah, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. But do you realize what heaven's going to be like? You're going to be, this song, I love this song, I can only imagine. Especially after watching the movie and see why that song was written. I can only imagine. Have you thought about the day in which you're in the presence of God? Would you read the study? Do you know what you're going to be doing in the presence of God? You're going to be standing there. You're going to be singing, holy, holy, holy. You're going to be praising God 24-7. Because there won't be no 24-7 because there will be no more time. But you're going to be praising God and all you're doing. And today, you're learning how to praise God. In his presence. Because one day, you're going to be in his physical presence. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. But one day, we're going to stand before the triune God. We're going to stand before the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we're going to sing praises to him. And today, you're in training. So when we get ready to sing this last song, have this attitude that I'm standing. Because you are standing in the presence of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm standing at the doors of heaven singing. Jobs with the church. Are you excited about doing work in the church? Are you excited about meeting and helping others? Let me tell you what. If you don't have the right attitude, today's the day to fix it. Because love, mercy, and forgiveness is still offered free. So as we sing the last song, the, the communion rail is open if you wish to come there. Uh, rules for praying. Not that you have to have rules for praying. Closed hands is you and God. I don't want to bother that. Open hands, you want me to pray or somebody else to pray with you, wave and one of us will come down and pray with you. But let us come to right now with the excited attitude that we're in the presence of God and sing.
Yeah. 